Well, I'm David Nobbs. Uh, I'm a writer, and mainly I have done novels, of which I've done 20, and quite a lot of television series, the most famous of which actually came from my novels and were The Fall and Rise of Reginald Perrin and A Bit of a Do. And I also wrote for lots of comedians, uh, but I'm also quite a serious person. People don't always recognize this in my works. And uh, I'm will very soon be 80, but I'm still working full-time, living in Harrogate in North Yorkshire, and uh, I'm a Londoner, but I've moved steadily northwards, and I absolutely love it in Yorkshire. Fantastic. I'm married for the second time. I have several stepchildren, but no children of my own, and I think that just about sums it up. Okay, wonderful. Um, so could you tell us where the idea of uh, the second life of Sally Mottram came from, of doing a novel about transition. Where did that idea come from? I was, I've been interested in transition for almost since it started, and um, I was particularly stimulated by my stepdaughter, Kim, who lives in the Lot Valley in, in France, and has always been, when I go to visit her, putting books of uh, the sort of policies that transition stands for in my way and um, has eventually actually um, been part of the production team making a film about transmission in, in the lot. And I thought, I'd like to write something about it, but equally I didn't want to write a book that just told what it was. And things. And I also, I wanted to have a central character who was, who's had a life outside it. And... Um, so I have done one book before with a woman character, leading character, Going Gently, which I thoroughly enjoyed doing. And I felt it was time I had another female leading character. And um, I don't know how Sally came to, to visit me in my thoughts, but I thought about her. And uh, then I thought, I want this to be an optimistic, feel-good book. And I read The Good Companions by J.B. Priestley, which I'd read before, but which I regard as a sort of archetypal feel-good book. And I realized you have to go through bad in order to feel good if it's not to seem sentimental. And it was these ideas that I took uh, to the writing. And what, so what was it that attracted you about, about transition? What is it that, for you, that, that, that you personally kind of find exciting about it? Well, I just find the whole concept exciting. Um... I just think it's a better, healthier, um, less expensive, and I don't mean in money terms, I mean less expensive in terms of the environment and obesity and um, the destruction of things on a human scale. I just think it, it fights for a lot of the things that, uh, I, that I like in the world. How, how has the book been received since it came out? very well received um, I think that there's, there's a big problem with books now uh, in communication a lot of people say to me do you know I've read all your books and I discovered they haven't read the last two because they didn't know they were out and um, bookshops uh, the big bookshops have been uh, much less proactive and when you go for books online or on Amazon or anywhere anywhere really googling um, you look for the book you want you don't browse and I do find the publicity of getting books to, to the attention of the, of the potential readers 
is very, very difficult today and quite depressing to me. One of the things that's been interesting in transition from the beginning, I think, has been discussion about the role of story in communicating something like transition. Um, what, for you, are the key elements of a, of a good story? I think the key elements of a good story, for me, are that it makes you care about the people that you're writing about. And I, when I read, I want to identify with people and with their problems. I, I root for them and hope that uh, they have a happy ending, which is not possible all the time or, or to just be- become tedious and predictable. I, I don't read a book in order to find out who did it. That's not my kind of book. So the, a good story is, is a story about people who are worth following, who are worth investing emotion in. That's my fundamental quality. I also like people to laugh. I've, I've, I'm now known as a comic writer, which is a phrase I don't quite like. I'm a writer with comedy in my books, I think. But um, I, do, I do want jokes, uh, 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 humor anyway, and uh, don't, don't turn it down when I can think of it. And I also want to write, I'm very contradictory in some ways. I would love to write black like P.G. Woodhouse things that, that are total, just lovely books that you can take away and, 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 and throw away your cares, etc. But I care too much about things, and these get dragged in as well. So it's a mixture of comedy, of caring, and of um, emotion. And you, you said at the beginning that, that, that Pothethwaite isn't a real place, but are you able to say if there was a particular place you have mentally had in mind? Because you've got maps drawn of it and everything at the beginning of the book. Uh, yes, I mean, I did the map. I haven't done a map before. I did the map because I just want the, the proper book to look as attractive as it can. I mean, I didn't, I didn't draw the map because I'm a cack-handed, but... Um, I, I, and I felt it could have been a little more imaginative. But uh, I just wanted it to sort of look real. But no, it's, I haven't got a, a place I based it on. I, in some of my other books, my Henry Pratt series, I've got a place called Fermarsh, wh- whose name derives from two places near Rotherham, uh, Faircroft and Rawmarsh, which were mining villages. But it's a town. And that, I can say, is a kind of mixture of Barnsley and Rotherham. But I don't have a place, a proper place for this. And while I was writing it, I didn't, in fact, visit the Pennines. I mean, I know them quite well because uh, I live on not far from them. But I didn't make special trips and go looking around and making notes. I, I, I created it in my in my head as my fictional place. One of the things that, that that struck me that I mentioned in the review that I did was about how they managed to do transition without virtually with no use of email or Facebook or. Like that. <laughs> well, you made the point that one or two things weren't um, perhaps totally convincing, and I, I don't know enough of transition to... I suspect I'd probably agree with you if I did. Um, I suppose it reflects the things I'm interested in. I, I, I'm sure a lot of it was done in real life through, through um, computers and emails and all these things. And I, I can't say I don't use them. I mean, I, I'm on Twitter, so I can hardly say... I despise the social networks. Um, and if I was sort of deeply involved politically or, or in any movement, I'm sure I would have contacted people mainly through those. I just think it's sort of 
more entertaining for me. Mm. I hope for the reader to, to, to do it on a more human scale. Mm. Yeah, I think that's why a, a book of people sitting around tweeting each other is probably not <laughs> going for it. Um, I, and I really loved it. And you think you beautifully capture the sense of momentum, of, of, feel, of feeling part of something, changing around you, something uh, positive and optimistic that you can actually see changing. Did you draw on that uh, for anything that you've personally experienced? Not in a way that I can be specific about. I mean, one or two people occur who reflect people that I've met in my life. Uh, Sir Norman, the, the rich industrialist who is lo- doesn't really know how to enjoy his life, is, is based on loosely on someone I knew or my, or my stepchildren knew near Marlow a very long time ago and who is now long dead, I would think. You know, I, in, I do use experiences that I've had, but uh, not to any great extent. I really do like making things up. You frame what Sally does in Pothethwaite in terms of responding to climate change and, and peak oil like transition does, but it seems like actually what happens is a response to much, much more than that. And you put it very beautifully at the beginning when she talks when she's talking to her friends in a restaurant and she says, I see my town dying and I'm not happy to put up with that. What 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 for you does does what she creates in that town what, what else is she responding to there, do you think? I think she's responding to um, a sense that there's a creeping lack of humanity and, and much less contact between people in our lives today. I mean, the supermarket is a case in point where you don't really speak to the people who serve you and you don't speak to the people, other people shopping. I mean, you try to avoid them as much as possible. And in a lot of our life, we try to get in and out without communication. We were in, my wife broke her finger, and we were in A&E last week, and um, we, met, we saw a friend in there, and, and she didn't see us. And uh, we talked afterwards, and we only just caught sight of her before we went, because we were sort of not wanting to make contact with people. And there's a lot of that going on, I think, now. And uh, we try to we try to fight against it, and I fight against it more in books than in life, perhaps. 